Ephesians chapter 25 is where we'll be at tonight. Five, I keep saying 25. Chapter 5, verse 25. <laughs> Ephesians 5, 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Heavenly Father, I pray that uh, you'd help me by your spirit and uh, just fill me with your spirit tonight and preaching uh, and teaching this word. And Father, help us to learn it and, and to apply it to our lives. Help us to be uh, better husbands, dear God. And I thank you for the good services this morning, for the word that went forth, and uh, for those who came were able to be with us online as well. And Father, for uh, the message that went out, uh, uh, both uh, here and over the internet and to the deaf, uh, over the, the web as well. And Father, we do thank you. We praise you. We thank you for those that are here with us, both uh, presently and, and online. And, and uh, Father, might you just do your work in our hearts and, and help us to learn. In learning of your love, there's applications for us all. We understand that. And so, Father, uh, give us grace in these things and speak to our heart afresh and anew. And Father, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> All right. I want to have a couple of men read a, read a, a couple of, of passages as well. Uh, uh, Brother Chris, if you would, uh, when we're ready, read Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. And uh, let's see. <clears throat> and... Uh, And Brother Charlie, if you would read Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. And that, that'll do it, I think. So, Brother Chris, go ahead. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. And then Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, Brother Charlie. That Christ Amen. Um, as we look at this command uh, for husbands to love the wives, even as Christ also uh, loved the church, uh, we had uh, Brother Chris and Brother Charlie read two other passages, really, where much of the love of God is discussed in those passages as well. And uh, I'm going to be uh, tying those two passages along with 1 Corinthians chapter 13, of course, which is the passage on charity in the Bible. And uh, uh, we're going to see, I hope, a wonderful, glorious picture of the love of God. Um, I uh, was drawn to the gospel through the love of God. Uh, I had, uh, uh, as long as I could remember, had believed in heaven and hell. Uh, 
whatever kind of belief that was right up to the age that I had of, uh, of, of uh, 21 it wasn't enough to turn me to the Lord actually I didn't really know understand the gospel that much and, and uh, uh, but you know, I remember even just when uh, just weeks before I uh, uh, was uh, received Christ in a in a Sunday morning service someone had handed me a track and asked me if you're to die today are you 100 percent sure you'd go to heaven and I told that person, if I, I tell you something, if I were to die today, I'm 100% sure where I'd go, but it wouldn't be heaven. So in my own lost mind, I, I believed in hell. And uh, I didn't doubt that it was there, and I was sure I was going there. And, uh, but when I heard that salvation was a gift and that Christ had paid it in full, uh, that changed my life. And uh, I, I'd been told that I could get there if I could endure unto the end and would follow him faithfully. I tried that in my meager, weak ways a few times and had never found any success in that or peace. And when I heard that, that was something new to me. That was salt uh, to me that made, made me very thirsty to hear more about that. And so God has made the love of Christ uh, to me uh, uh, a special thing, kind of the way it, it sticks out from the pages of Scripture among the, among the virtues of God. And... Uh, and I pray that we'll just see the strength of that, the grace of that today. Be encouraged in that today. And, uh, uh, and uh, uh, as I was preparing for the lesson, uh, these passages I gave just kind of came up as I was reviewing it today. I didn't even have them in my sermon today. And uh, so I'm just going to be kind of weaving them together. won't be preaching half of what I got here. We're just going to use uh, weaving these passages together. Uh, uh, learning about the husband uh, loving the wife. That passage that Brother Charlie read, Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, is, is, is all about the love of Christ, rooted and grounded in his love, verse 17. He talks about uh, being able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height. What's he talking about? His love. Look at the next verse. And to know, he's still talking about, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. That you might be filled with what? All the fullness of God. That's a powerful statement. Uh, love cert certainly has a preeminent place in God's virtues. <laughs> and uh, that we, all that, that's a powerful passage focused on love and the power of it. And here, we as husbands, I tell you, there's nothing more humbling than that verse we just read. That we are to love our wives, what? As Christ loved the church. We're going to look at that psalm and, and uh, be humbled more by it, I hope. And uh, this is not something, uh, gentlemen, that we're going to conquer and say, well, we, we got it now. Now what's next? That's not going to happen. Rather, that's a, it's a pathway that God is lighting, saying you will be walking this way. You will be walking this road the rest of your life. <laughs> you will be learning and growing and, and endeavoring. And by the way, it will be by the grace of God that you do if you do. But I'm going to light the way for you. It's my son's love. And uh, that love through you, that I command you to love your wives. And so uh, we'll learn about that some more today. And uh, about the great, some of the great facets of the love of Christ. And so uh, first, husbands love your wives. We're in the second uh, rendition of this. Every husband is called to, number one, a committed love. A committed love. And we can call this uh, Christ's uh, priceless purity. 
uh, this love that he has to us. In Ephesians 5.25, uh, he loved the church, what? And gave himself for it. He gave himself for it. Uh, frankly, he could not have paid a higher price. It could not have cost him more than what he paid uh, for the church, what he paid for us. What could be a higher price than the death of the incarnate son? Uh, it, was, it was the highest price that he paid. It shows, it shows this, uh, the, the value of his love, this love wherewith he loved us by what he was willing to pay, even his own life. Uh, John, uh, John 15, 13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life uh, for his friends. And uh, it, is, it is indeed a great love. Now, connecting this with 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you want to make a note, uh, in, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 3 is just going to kind of run a thread between these passages and, and look at it uh, here tonight. Uh, what, would, what would the connection be there for this point? And I didn't put those up here, so you won't see some of these up there, but 1 Corinthians 13, 3 uh, uh, Paul writes, Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me what? Nothing. Well, now wait a minute here. That sounds like a pretty powerful love. Give everything I own away, and give my physical body to be burned. <laughs> that sounds pretty committed to me. But he says what? and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Well, what does he mean? You see, someone could do all those things for himself. Someone could do all those things to say in his own pride, watch me die this honorable death. I'll make a name for me. You see, you could do all that and have it not be a selfless death. But Christ's death was for who? It was for you and I. Yes, he would be glorified by it. But it was his love for you and I that drove him to it. It's because he wanted you and me to be with him. You know, a husband uh, uh, courts a wife and, uh, uh, and uh, finally captures her. And he may go through all kinds of crazy... Love, love can drive you to some crazy things. And uh, what does he do it for? Well... Uh, now, my, now, now my wife can see how wonderful I am. No, that wasn't his bottom line motive. His bottom line motive was, I got her. <laughs> I got her. The one I love, I got her. She's mine. That's how much Jesus loves you and me. Yes, he's to be glorified for what he's done. But what? We glorify him because of the great love wherewith he what? loved us. <laughs> That's why he came after us. It was to get us in that great love. And we know how much it was worth to him by the death uh, that, that he died for us. Uh, how would that link with Hebrews chapter 2? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. You see... When he died that death, he died that death. Philippians says, uh, he, he, he humbled himself unto death. What? 
even the death of the cross there couldn't be a worse death you see it was a despicable death it was a despised death uh, cursed is everyone that is hanged on a tree it was, it was a curse by the way it, it was a painful death it was abominable it was a shame to be hung on a cross they were stripped naked he couldn't have paid a greater price a son of God dying such a death Ephesians chapter uh, 3 verse 19 says to know, to, to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge you may be filled with all the fullness of God uh, that love that is uh, that, that priceless love that, that uh, uh, priceless purity of Christ his love toward us and giving his own pure self for us is an amazing thing and a challenge to us all John 13, 1 says, having loved his own, he did what? He loved them unto the end. He loved them unto the end. <clears throat> now, in this point here, we're not talking about endurance. He did love them unto the end. Endurance will be one of the coming points, the continuing love. This point here is, he came for the end. When I say he loved them unto the end, see, he already knew he was going to die, didn't he? Uh, matter of fact, uh, that, that's, uh, that's really, uh, that's really uh, you know, what he came for. He told Pilate, for this cause, what? Came I into the world. He came here to die. He came here to accomplish the end, so to speak, he was, that, that the Bible is talking about there. So, uh, in other words, he went through with the full price that he intended on paying for the bride. And why? It's because of how much he loved the bride. Uh, he'd already calculated it and he'd already said I will pay it and he went through that and paid that price uh, that price in full and uh, uh, what a love that we have to follow and uh, uh, it's an amazing love in Romans chapter 8 and verse 3 Paul writes for I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren my kinsmen according to the flesh. That's a powerful statement. Did Paul really mean that? Did he really mean I would go and burn in an eternal hell forever if my brethren, I could see more of my brethren say, my Israelites say, did he really mean that? I think he did. I think he did. Now we know he can do that because we, 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 can't, we can't pay for our own sins much less, much less anyone else's. But I think Paul meant that. Where did he get that love at? He didn't have that before he got, got born again, folks. That was the Holy Spirit love put in his heart. Speaking through him. And I want to tell you, Jesus died, the very incarnate Son of God, the incarnate God who, who put upon that flesh, the Son of God, died the worst death He could possibly die for us. It was impossible that death should hold Him. He, he, he couldn't go to hell for us either because it's impossible. He never sinned Himself. It was impossible for Him to do that. But all that He could do for us, what? He did and died and suffered such a horrendous death in such a great and awful payment 
yet so glorious uh, to show his love, uh, to show his love for us. Uh, Husbands to love his wife. There's no price on the love wherewith a husband is to love his wife. A husband is to love his wife if it costs him the utmost price that he can give. It's very physical life. Everything he owns, uh, she's first. And he's to love her and put her first, not put other things before her. Uh, Christ being found in fashion as a man humbled himself, even unto death, even the death of the cross, that horrible death that we spoke of. I think about that horrible death, that price that Christ paid. Think about this. 1 Peter 2.24 Who his own self, Jesus Christ, bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. He that is holier than the holiest died bearing all sins of all time in his body. Can you imagine that? Every murderer, every killer, every rapist, every thief, every pedophile, every swindler, Every individual, single, horrid, uh, abusive sin that you can ever think upon was put into the body of the holiest uh, one in the universe. That's a horrid death. He bare that for you and I because of he, knew, he knew what would, would come if he, did that, if he did that for us. It is safe to say that Christ put all his heart, soul, mind, and strength into loving the church, giving himself uh, holy, holy for it. And what a challenge to husbands uh, in, in loving our wives, putting them first, uh, a command, a, a committed love, love's priceless purity. It was for you and I. It was because he loved us that he did it, that he did it. What else do we see from this? Secondly, we see a constant love. Love's patient, patient perseverance. Husbands, love your wives. Husbands, love your wives. Now that word there, as you see, is in the present imperative active. It is, it is a command which involves a continuous or repeated action. This is a continuous thing that we are commanded to do. Uh, we are to be continually loving. By the way, the first point, I want to tie it in with uh, uh, the... the uh, Passages that we discussed. Uh, the first point there. <clears throat> in. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to get rid of these because I'm not going to use them. Ephesians 5.25 is Christ loved the church. We have Ephesians, Ephesians 3.18 um, tells us that he is... Uh, Paul talks about the love of Christ. He says, uh, to, to know the love of Christ, Ephesians 3.19, uh, which passeth knowledge. He says in verse 18, 
that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. Now, Paul doesn't elaborate on that. But would you allow me just to use that to illustrate some of the portions of God's love which the scriptures do elaborate on? I think that would be okay, don't you? Uh, since we're not told the details of what the Apostle Paul is talking about there, surely we can use it to illustrate some of the things that he does clearly write about and that we're told about elsewhere in the scriptures. How, which part of that passage in Ephesians 3.18 would line up with point number one? Well, it would be this, to know what is the breadth and length and depth. I would consider it the depth. It's the riches of his love. It's where it came from. Why he died for you and I. Why he did that on the cross. Because he loved us. That's the depth of that love. The greatest price was paid, was paid for the church. So we see the depth kind of uh, at least illustrating uh, that point for surely. Now we see a constant love here. A command given to continually love. Uh, and uh, uh, see a love that would pay the greatest price and then, and then die thereafter would be questionable, wouldn't it? No, it's a, to be a continuing love. Uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verse 2. Uh, who for the joy that was said before him, what? Endured the cross you see what did Christ do he uh, he died despising the shame that great cost that, that depth of his love but he endured the cross you see he didn't change his mind after he got put on the tree he stayed there didn't he We've all heard the song that he could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set him free. <laughs> but he stayed there. He endured the cross. It's one thing to know that you're going to suffer and say, I will do it. It's another thing to be in the midst of the suffering and to be able to deliver yourself and not to do it. You see? You say, well... I don't know. God's an eternal God. I don't know if it's all different. I don't know if that's all different with him or not. Well, I don't either. So just allow me to think of it in my little human brain, okay? <laughs> but he stayed there on the cross for you and I. He went through with it. He endured that, that constant love. How would that fit? What, where would that thread lead us to in, in 1 Corinthians 13. Well, chapter 4, um, verse, verse 4, charity what? Suffereth long. It's not just that pure motive that'll give the life totally for you and me, but what? Charity suffereth long. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Verse 17, or verse 7. Charity what? Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. There's that constancy. That charity. Romans 13, 8. Owe no man anything but to love one another. What's Paul saying there? Pay your debts. But don't you ever think you're paid up on your love debt. He says, because 
You know, we sing that song, you know, uh, he paid a debt he did not owe, I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song. Uh, uh, how's it go? Uh, anyway, Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. Don't ever think you're paid up and loved enough. Paul says, owe no man anything but to love one another. Keep on loving. Jesus said, the Father loved me, I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. Some people have mistakenly used that verse to say, somehow we stay under the shadow of the Father's love if we be good and obey his commandments. God's love doesn't change for you and I. His love is the same for you and I. When he chases us, when we do walk out of his will, that's in love too. We don't keep ourselves in his love. His love's always, the Father has loved me, I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. You continue to love one another. I'll work through you and I'll empower you to love. I'll enable you to say like the Apostle Paul said, I could wish myself that I were accursed. I have to confess, I don't think I'm there yet, folks. <laughs> I don't think I could say that about some people. <laughs> That I would go to burn in hell for them if, they, if, they, if they'd be saved. Paul got there. I got a ways to go yet. <laughs> and we all do. But growing in this great and wonderful love. <clears throat> this a constant love that we're called to. Uh, <clears throat> Romans 8. 38. Nothing nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from it. Proverbs 17, 7. Back up there, is it on there? Proverbs 17, 17. A friend what? Loveth at all times. At all times. <clears throat> How does this tie into Ephesians 3, 8, uh, 18? The breadth. He says, be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth. Allow me to use this as an illustration I think it illustrates the breadth and the length the length of your life everything that's around you anything that comes your way just keep on in the love of God keep on loving him keeping on loving others anything you know horizontal whether, whether it's going ahead whether it's coming from the sides the, the breadth and the length uh, just, just meet it with God's love and keep loving Keep loving your wife, the things that come, whatever the situations come in that way. And uh, do it in the power of Christ. It'll only be done by that way. A friend loveth at all times. <clears throat> he endured on the cross for us. And thirdly, and finally, <clears throat> it's not only a <clears throat> committed love, a constant love. Thirdly and finally, it's a Christ-like love. Uh, we, husbands, love your wives, uh, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Love your wives, there's that constant thing, that, that continuing love. Uh, as he gave himself for it, there's the depth of that love. And in the middle here we have, even as Christ also loved the church. Whew. That's a mouthful to say, 
I want you to love as Christ. Do we see why God gave us a lifetime calling? <laughs> Certainly we do. I want you to love as Christ loved the church. Where do we find where would you find the correlate, the parallel to that in the in the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13? The last verse, verse 13. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is what? Charity. Is charity. There's the preeminent perfection of, of this love. Where would we find that in Hebrews? Chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, I believe here, who for the joy that was set before him. You see, he knew that if he died for us, we who he loved so much could believe in him, and one day we could be set before him. <laughs> and that love could be what? Completed, amen. And we'd be together with him for all eternity in that joy. In the presence of the Lord, there's what? Fullness of joy. That completed love. When we're finally with him, his love's always been perfect for us, amen. But that day, our love will be perfect for him. That completed love. The greatest of these greatest of these is charity how does that fit in in the Ephesians 3 passage <clears throat> he says uh, what is the breadth the length I think that speaks of the, of the constant love whatever comes horizontally uh, keep loving the depth that's that depth of love Christ's, Christ's love was a, was a one way love he loved us whether we would love him or not it came from his heart the depth of love and then what to say the height the height I think that's a good illustration of the exaltation of the virtue of charity uh, but the greatest of these is what? charity it's an exalted thing the love of Christ uh, I think that's why we have that, that passage in Ephesians 3 uh, 17 through 19 is so powerful that if we get that focus upon the love of God, so Paul prays that we'd get it, and he ends that passage saying, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. All the fullness of God. What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing. I like what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 12, 15. And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. And by the way, that's divine, isn't it? He also got that from God. And you and I have what? The same spirit dwelling in us. We have the same fruits that God wants to come forth through us if we'll yield to him and let him uh, work in our hearts for that. We see that cord running through and tying these together. Uh, we see this scripture love in Luke 6, 27, following this kind of love that Jesus has, I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. Uh, unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. Him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. 
Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again, as you would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. If ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do the same. If ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, love your, do good. Lend, hoping for nothing again. Your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. That's quite a love we're called to. See, marriage isn't 50-50. Marriage isn't 100-100. Marriage is 100-0. God says, you give it all, even if the spouse gives nothing. You love the spouse because I told you to. Your spouse uh, 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 may, may may not return a drop back. But you still pour out, pour it all out through you. That that that's the Christian marriage, and that's what each one each one is called to. And we need to stick to the Bible when it comes to loving each other. I had a whole several pages on some some things. I'm not going to address them tonight. But back in the early '90s, there came out came out some writings books today that are popular. They're called the love languages. Anybody ever heard of them? Uh, the love languages and, and uh, there were five of them and uh, I won't even uh, I could go to my notes and look them up but I'm not going to go, go to them I'm just going to make a, some general comment about them uh, and a, a word of caution it's, it's kind of like how to win friends and influence people anybody ever heard, heard stuff like that you know, these are all a lot of Christians are using these almost like, a, like, like another epistle uh, to help them live their Christian life you need to be careful about that because those books come from uh, people with psychology degrees and unfortunately they have mixed a little bit of the old human nature in with those things, you see. Uh, the love languages talks about, talks about finding out what a person's love language is. And uh, the problem with a person uh, uh, who may not be able to love you uh, the way that you think they should is they may have an empty love tank. And they may have an empty love tank because you haven't learned their spiritual, their, 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 per, their love language yet. Their love language may be receiving gifts. It may be kind words. It may be uh, 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 quality time. There was, there was a couple other ones. So if you find out what they're, what they're in their nature, what in their makeup, what their love language is, and fill that tank, then they'll love you. You have, that's the best. Now, there's some, there's some good things in those kind of teachings that we can pull out if we're careful. You see, if I want to love my wife, and if I read that, I may learn some way that I could show my love to her that I hadn't thought about, and that she might appreciate more. I could learn some things from that, and that's good. But here's what those books teach. The problem is not the sinful nature. The problem is the empty love tank. And you haven't found it yet. You need to find out what that person's love language is. And by the way, the love languages are for lost and saved. These books don't limit these to the saved. They're for lost and saved. 
Everybody has a love language. And you have to find out what it is. Problem with these kind of books is the old fallen nature has some long dark corridors it can hide in and use those things against you. While a person has a love language of gifts. I'm finally glad I, you know, I found my wife's love language. My wife's love language is not gifts. I can tell you that right now. And uh, 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 I believe it's encouraging words. And she, encouraging words. And I don't give her enough of them. And, and, uh, and, I, and I try to remember to do that. Uh, but the, the, the love language is, well, my wife's love language is gifts. So I, I'll buy her. I'm glad I found that I'll buy her a present. Well, that's wonderful. And that works so well. But those books don't address, well, what if your wife is materialistic? And what if your wife's love language is having a gift today and one next week and the next week after that and the next week after that? And by the way, uh, the old van's kind of you know, wearing out and you need a new one. And, uh, and well, there's, a, there's a better model there. And, and, and we're, see, the old nature can take a hold of those those love languages that are that are naturally in us and what take them beyond the word of God just like the old nature always does you see and that's where those books don't address it you see or I could say I want to I want my wife to you know to show me she loves me more in this way so I'll find out what her love language is and then when I get it all done, she'll show me and love me just the way I want to be loved. I, me, my, my, me, me. You see, and the whole love language thing becomes what? My motives to get what I want from my wife. You see that? Those books don't address those things. The closest, uh, I was reading in, uh, in, the love la- in, in one, the love language, the closest they come, they talked about what if, uh, and I could look up the quote, I won't look, do it for now, I'm just going to paraphrase it for time. Uh, what if you, you're filling the love tank as best you can, but the love just doesn't seem to be being returned? See, because it always goes back to they want the give, they want, they want the worldly thing, the give and take. I'll give, I'll get. You know, and, and it, it's all, it always comes back to that. But, but I've given it, but I haven't gone. And here's what they say. Well, in that, in, that, in that case, a Christian may have to resort to their spiritual resources. <laughs> I thought, well, okay then. May I submit to you tonight, we need to resort to our spiritual resources all the time, amen? Uh, we need to just love uh, whether we get love back or not. And, uh, and, and take those things to God and do what we can do, amen? And, uh, and, lo- and we're, we're trying to yield to God and let this, what, one-way love flow through us, amen? And by the way, even trumping some of those, uh, no, no pun with the current <laughs> presidency, but even trumping some of those uh, truths in those books, uh, do you suppose it's possible that a Christian mate could recognize that another mate is trying to show them that they love them. But they're, they're 
there are, there are lung tanks not being filled. I mean, my, my lung tank is, is, is quality time. And my, it's what brought me roses and, and, and flowers and candy for the past three weeks, that no good bum. <laughs> you think a, a Christian lady might be able to say, he's trying to love me the best way he knows how. <laughs> Maybe I can see that and not think I have to have my love tank filled. You see what I'm saying? See, what Christ, what Christ has given us is so far better than the world, isn't it? It's so far more pure and more powerful than the world. Because his love for us wasn't dependent one little drop on our love for him. Not one little drop. The person that, he, 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 that person that rejects him and dies and goes to hell, he loved them just as much as he loved you and I. And they would have been uh, partakers of more that God, more of that love that God wanted to pour out them upon them had they received Christ as their Savior. You see, that's the love that God put in every Christian. That's the love that He put in you and I. And that's that one that we have to look at it. I was thinking about this passage tonight and looking at it. It's, you know, I, I picture this, that we talked some about the city of Zion on a hill, you know, and of course I think it's kind of a spiritual picture there, but it's like this, this light shining on a mountain. It's just so glorious and so bright. It's like, it's almost like, how can I even approach to that? Looking at Christ's love, so exalted, so perfected, so pure, so complete. And so God says, but this is what? This is the way, walking in it. This is where you need to come. More and more. More and more. More love to thee, O Christ. More love to thee. Every day. You see, as we can love Christ more and more, husbands, we can love our wives more and more. And with yielding to the Spirit, we love in, in, in the power of the Spirit. And more and more like Christ. Less and less selfish. More and more constant, more uh, and more uh, committed, more and more uh, pure uh, and perfected. That only happens as we yield, uh, as we yield to the Lord. And as we do that, he'll, uh, he'll make us one. Amen. And uh, I'm thankful to see, I believe I've seen in this church, uh, many uh, marriages, those, those who've been drawn together in their marriages in love. Uh, to one another uh, and by the way wanting to grow in that more and realizing that need we don't ever want oh no man anything but to love one another we don't ever get there we, we not, we're not going to get to the top of that hill before he comes amen he blows the trumpet he'll reach his hand down and pull us up the rest of the way and our love will be perfect for our wife for our brethren and for the Lord our love will be perfect then for all that are around us. Until then, uh, we, have, we have the command, love, husbands love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word tonight, and, and I do thank you for the love of Christ.
um, Lord, uh, how that amidst all of our quirks, our weaknesses, our flesh, uh, Lord, you have this love that is not from this world. It is in your very nature. And all along, despite our troubles and doubts and unbelief, you'd been planning to pour out your love to us. To reach down to us and offer us a love that that we'd be the rest of our lives trying to fully understand and comprehend and apply and to grow in. And yet you would put your spirit in our hearts and bring forth that very love, that fruit of the spirit, putting it first in the list, dear God. Father, I pray that uh, we would let more of your love flow through us, that we would allow others to see uh, more of your love uh, in our lives, help us as husbands to love our wives and be faithful to them, Lord, and to uh, to, to lead and provide and, and to, to guide. Help us to grow together as one. And Lord, show us more ways that we can minister to them and just love them uh, because you've commanded us, because you have already loved us. Uh, you've paid a debt that, uh, that, that, that we couldn't pay. We owe it all to you, Lord. And so I pray uh, that you'd help us to be examples of your love. May you help us in some way Father, uh, through this sermon tonight, through your word, through your spirit, to love our wives in some way, a little more like as Christ has loved the church and given himself for it. And help us, Lord, to be careful to thank you and praise you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.